This, 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 this is the Apparelist Podcast, designed to bring you real-life conversation about high-level topics relevant to the decorated apparel community. So hey, 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 apparel people. It's time to turn up the volume for another episode of the Apparelist Podcast. We're all about taking high-level business topics and making them approachable, conversational, all while making sure you get the helpful information you need. Today's guest is Travis Ross of the Print on Demand cast. Guys, if you have not had a chance to listen to this podcast, it is un- unbelievable. I love listening to um, them talk about the world of print on demand and just, just how it applies to everything we do in the apparel world. Um, so make sure I will include a link in the show notes. Make sure you click on that link. Give these guys a follow. Check them out. But today... Our topic specifically focuses on AI, specifically when it comes to copyright and licensing. So put on your earbuds, headphones, or make sure whatever listening device you're on is fully connected because you do not want to miss this episode. Travis, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. So could you give me a little background? I mean, how did Print On Demand Cast start? Both my, my co-host, Josiah, and I were um, operating fulfillment companies. Um, we... We started in e-commerce, both of us on Amazon, and uh, you know, over the course of many years, did everything from retail arbitrage to importing, you know, products and private labeling them ourselves. During that time, I started a uh, conference with another uh, friend of mine in e-commerce, and we ran it for three years. It was called the Rocky Mountain Reseller Conference. Um, And the second year, I remember hearing somebody in one of the after hours events in a bar or something talking about sublimating coffee mugs in their basement. And uh, at the time, I was on Merch by Amazon um, and had, you know, all of these designs that I was putting on their T-shirt royalty based print on demand service. I said, you know, they're not doing coffee mugs. I could use I could repurpose these designs and put them on coffee mugs. I know how to create listings on Amazon, et cetera, et cetera. So I started doing that and lo and behold, they were selling, you know, they they just started selling and I was like, wow, this is crazy. Um, So yeah, so uh, fast forward to today, you know, I've got, you know, I've got a couple of DTG machines, a couple lasers, a couple embroidery machines. Of course, we still do sublimation, Mm -hmm. lots and lots of coffee mugs. We also fulfill for other people. And, um, and so during that time, Josiah was working for his father-in-law who I kind of taught e-commerce to and taught him and he and so he started doing print on demand around the same time we said we need a show that you know is was what we were looking for when we were first starting out when we first started out um we didn't know anything about the printing industry at all i remember going to an nbm show Mm -hmm. uh in portland oregon just because it was the next one kind of on the docket Uh and i was like i gotta get somewhere around people that do this all the time and see what these opportunities are so josiah and i both went out there and i just remember it was like drinking from a fire hose (laughs) there was so much opportunity and so many you know cool machines and all these things you could do but I, i one thing I remember is that when we would talk to people in the printing industry, we'd say, so what do you guys do? Do you do an e-commerce? Do you, you know, mm-hmm. do, have, have a website? And they're like, why would I need that? I, it's all word of mouth for us, you know? And, and every single person we talked to was the same story. So we were like, oh man, there's a, there's something here, you know, and this is probably 2018 mm-hmm. um, or so. We continued to try to build our fulfillment businesses. And then at one point we were like, all right, let's stop talking about it. Let's start the freaking podcast. (laughs) 
And uh, so, yeah, the Print on Demand cast was born, and now we're almost 150 episodes in. Um, nice. We have a blast. We're just kind of two goofballs that talk a lot <laughs> and, and know just enough to uh, actually put out some content. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we have a great time with it. Every week, Wednesdays, check it out. Yeah. Well, I know. I mean, I'm a personally a subscriber and that's really funny because it's likely we crossed paths at that Portland show. I was there wow. and it, it, it was a lot of fun. Hmm. Um, so small world, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, um, one of the things that uh, uh, catches my mind about this cast is, um, yeah, how much fun it is. Mm -hmm. It's really easy to listen to when it comes out on Wednesdays. I put it on. I listen to it. Um, I find myself laughing Good. pretty often. <laughs> One of the things, though, that, you know, drew us together was uh, the idea of putting content out there. Mm -hmm. So you have um, written a few articles for a couple different industry publications, including ours, Apparelist. Um, you recently wrote an article, How AI is Influencing Print on Demand. Um, so that's really cool stuff. Um, guys, I'm also going to put a link to that in the show notes so that you can uh, get, get a chance to read that article. But in the article, Travis, you mentioned this idea of copyright. So everybody is super excited <laughs> about AI right now, right? What can it do for us? Look at all these things it's creating. But the copyright issue yeah. is a big one. And people are pretty heated about it. And I think rightfully so, because, um, you know, some artists are feeling like a little bit infringed upon their work and things right. like that. Um, and so in your article, you kind of broke out some of those things um, that people need to consider. The intellectual property rights, um, artists' livelihoods, things like this. Mm -hmm. um, so on and so forth. So do you have any personal experience about that? Is it, or is that something you've just observed in the industry? Yeah. I mean, AI is obviously not new, but it's really burst onto the scene this mm -hmm. year. And, and in, you know, especially with chat GPT, of course, yeah. and then all of these other products started coming out of the woodwork, a lot of text based like chat GPT, but then yeah. also like mid journey and, yeah. and these art artistic, um, AI, uh, I don't know what you call them, programs that can take your idea and give you a visual image of it. And so, I mean, if you go on to like YouTube right now and, and do AI print on demand, you're going to get a thousand videos <laughs> because it's so new and it's so fresh and it's so like in the forefront of everybody's uh, minds right now mm -hmm. because it really can assist you in creating mm -hmm products, creating designs to put on products, creating, you know, your listing descriptions, uh, your tags on certain channels or your keywords or whatever, your mm -hmm. titles, it can give you a lot of, a lot of automation, right. you know, where a lot of that stuff used to be manual. And so of course we're going to, you know, as business owners and, and, you know, entrepreneurs, we're going to gravitate towards something that's going to be able to be automated that used to be manual because it's mm -hmm. going to cost less. Mm -hmm. But as far as the the copyrights, you know, who owns those? I mean, that's that's a big, big question. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think that there's an answer yet. I don't think yeah. we're going to get an answer. I do think, though, at the end of the day, it's just too big to shut it down because uh, of this. You know, I mean, that's just mm -hmm. my opinion, mm -hmm. yeah, of course. Yeah, no, interesting. You know, I mean, it's yeah. it's just gained too much traction. And it's so integrated mm -hmm. into so much of what we do um, every day, not even in just the print on demand world or the printing right. world, just in general, AI right. is so there, you know, just the, the speed at which they're innovating and creating new ways and new products and, and making the products they already have even better. Mm -hmm. By the time the courts get around to deciding this thing, <laughs> I, I think it'd be like trying to stop a freight train. 
Oh, yeah. You know I what I mean? Totally agree. And I mean, you already see the courts kind of getting involved in the art world with trademark stuff anyway. I mean, I think mm -hmm. I think I just read a thing about um, an Andy Warhol thing versus mm -hmm. this artist who had taken a picture of Prince. It got reproduced and used on the cover of the magazine. She won the case because mm -hmm. it was so similar and she didn't get any rights, right? So we already see this starting to become a thing now. I think AI has sort of maybe shined more light on it. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I mean, we, I don't, we're not talking necessarily about trademarks. We're talking more about mm -hmm. AI, but sure. yeah. the USPTO is, um, and we just recently did a podcast on this. We oh, had nice. um, mm -hmm. uh, Ken Reel, who knows all this stuff. And he literally just testified before uh, a committee. This committee is deciding whether or not to push through some fee increases mm -hmm. for the USPTO. Mm -hmm. So they want to increase the, the cost of getting a trademark, um, a couple of years ago, they pushed through, uh, used to be when they, when a trademark was published for opposition, you could write a letter of protest an LOP. Okay. It used to be free. And now they, they changed it to where it's $50. Wow. Um, and they're wanting to change it towards 250, which, you know, okay, well, fine. It's a government thing. The mm -hmm. problem with that is, is that there are so many people out there that are abusing the USPTO that they're trying to trademark, you know, live, laugh, love. And, oh, you know, and, and they're like, oh, I was the first one to use that in okay. commerce. Yeah, give me a break. So there's these trademark bullies that are, you know, uh, they're just uh -huh. filing for all these trademarks. Mm -hmm. And to make that LOP $250 makes it very hard for smaller yeah. businesses who maybe have a merch by Amazon account or whatever or on the Redbubble or wherever they're at. And they use that phrase because, I mean, it's widely used. Oh, There's yeah. no reason that that person should hold that trademark because right. they, they were not the first person no. to use it. <laughs> and, and, and to make it $250, all of a sudden, live, laugh, love goes through as a trademark you know, right. in, in this pretend world. And then they go and they issue takedowns on Redbubble and Merch by Amazon and all of these places. <sighs> yeah. And they just go crazy and get mm -hmm. all of these other products taken down so mm -hmm. theirs can rise to the top and sell a bunch. Yeah. And then when it's time to renew, they don't care because they don't renew it. I mean, right. they already did what they needed to do by getting all those takedowns. So yeah. um, it's really interesting what's going on mm -hmm. in this community. And then the AI piece really just uh, gives it more dimensions. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. all of a sudden now we, ought, we, you know, we have to worry about somebody taking a piece of art. And then, I mean, the real issue is like these, these models are trained by copyrighted art right. because they're just going on, you know, through, through the internet mm -hmm. and finding pieces of art to learn about what, you know, they're going to eventually produce with that text prompt. And mm -hmm. so that's really the question is if a, an, an AI was trained on copywritten art, then who gets the copyright for what it produces in yeah. the end? And there's, there's obviously that, that makes, that holds weight. That that's mm -hmm. an, a, a good argument. The other side to it is like my wife, for instance, um, is, is an artist. She mm -hmm. just started taking some classes and she's learning and she's painting and she's doing all these things. And she's, she's frustrated by AI because uh -huh. of this. But at the same time, what are the works of art that she's learning from? I mean, she's not yeah. duplicating them, right? but those pieces of art that are copywritten are going to influence the way she paints the way she, the way she presents her art to the world. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I mean, that's been going on since the dawn of time. Right. So that's <laughs> right. the other side of it. You know, it's uh -huh. like, that's a very difficult question. If, if you're going to punish AI from learning from creative mm. or from copywritten pieces, then 
what are you doing for you know that class down the street or the or the the university that's teaching yeah. and using that stuff you know maybe they're paying for copyright i don't know but you <laughs> right. you get the idea right, right. yeah no i think you pose a question that maybe the artists haven't thought about before because you're right like i think about you know i'm i'm not an artist but i'm a writer so mm -hmm. right i have issues with chat gpt because again is it plagiarized content right. is it content that you know somebody else has created but like when i think about my creative process I do draw inspiration from things. Mm -hmm. I take quotes. Sure. I put a quote in an article. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I obviously gonna, say, yeah. Travis Ross said right. such and such about mm -hmm. AI, but I'm then taking what you said and assessing it and teasing out something mm -hmm. that, and you know, so I mean, yeah, it, that's it could be a really what, gray that's, area. That's kind of what ChatGPT yeah. is doing. Yeah. It's taking what people wrote yeah. and then it's putting its own you know, robotic <laughs> spin on it. Right. Yeah, robotic. Is yeah, right. yeah, and and trying to come up with something that's original. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you know, I mean, thank God we have plagiarism checkers right. and all those right. things that we can test. Absolutely. And, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's very similar to how we create content. Yeah, um, that's really interesting. So, in the article you wrote for us, you actually provided a couple really cool images um, and kind of like walked through mm -hmm. that process and stuff. So, so I mean, in your experience, then let, let's argue it. Uh, what are the benefits to AI? Uh, I mean, we talked about the automation, <laughs> oh, but yeah. also some of the images I'm seeing coming out of this right. are Incredible. unreal. Yeah, and I mean, use that stuff at your own peril. I mean, <laughs> who knows? I mean, right. the, you know, the Supreme Court could come down and just say nope. You can't do it. Mid-journey, you're done. Um, and anything that's been produced with mid-journey is done. You know, I mean, that's obviously mm -hmm. a possibility. I, again, I don't think it's a realistic one or mm -hmm. a probable one, but it's possible. But like for us, what we're using it for, we're not using it for the image generation. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, kind of for that reason, um, but more for the reason is we, we already have, I mean, we've been doing this for years. You know, I've had multiple designers mul designing multiple things mm -hmm. for very many years. We have tens of thousands of, of pieces of art that were created by humans. <laughs> right. And so we don't necessarily need more images. What we're using, we're using more for the, the text side. Uh, so there's this really cool, uh, and I can't remember what it's called, the program, but it basically puts chat GPT inside like a Google cheat. Okay. And so you can take a list of, you know, a thousand titles mm -hmm. or, you know, let's say we're making coffee mugs and we have a thousand new coffee mugs that we want to put up on Amazon or Walmart or wherever, you know, sell them. Um, I can take those, you know, that thousand, that list and put it in column A. In column B, I can write a, a formula that's going to access chat GPT yeah. and say, give me keywords for this product. And obviously I'd fill it out yeah. and give it a better prompt, but, mm -hmm. um, and then I can literally drag that down for all 1000, you know, uh, titles and get keywords nice. for all of those things. Or I can do unique descriptions mm -hmm. or I can, um, you know, all of those things that can be automated that used to have to be you know, one by one, okay, what are the tags for this particular, you know, this uh -huh. nurse mug, you know, okay, right. well, nurses, emergency room, you know, all that stuff. But ChatGPT does it in five minutes. Sure, sure. <laughs> so, hey. I, I mean, my goodness. Now, now the, the downside to it is that you can't check the USPTO database to look for trademarked <laughs> words right. uh, yet through, right, through right, ChatGPT. Right. So you still have, you know, a list of... <laughs> you know, a thousand tags they have, you know, 10, mm -hmm. 10 to 15 tags per, and uh, you still have to figure out a way to check those. There are some websites out there that allow you to do some mm -hmm. of that in bulk. 
that part hasn't been solved by chat GPT yet, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think like anything, any new technology, um, there, there's always going to be like that, that learning, like, how do we figure out how to make this better? Where is it accelerating? Right. Where are the roadblocks? I mean, I think about that with direct to film, right? Mm -hmm. it, right now we're, it's the coolest, it's the bee's knees, yeah. but it's terrible. Right. <laughs> right. It's so, toxic. Right. You know? <laughs> so, right. Right. I mean, you see that powder just flowing around yeah. in there. But same with, that's kind of, I guess, how I think about AI sometimes is like, mm. okay, yeah, there are some really cool opportunities here. Is it perfect yet? No, no, right. it's not. But that, you know, is it going to get there? Maybe. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. But certainly sure. it could be a good tool yeah. in your, in your box to have. Yeah. I mean, and you just finding, um, unique ways to use it. There's a, uh, there's an email list that I'm subscribed to called Ben's Bytes. Okay. And it's, you know, he does a daily email about all, all kinds of things AI. Some of it's like, you know, I'm, I'm swimming in an ocean. I have no idea what he's talking about. I don't, I don't know the back end of AI. I just know what it can do for right. me in the specific instances where it, you know, makes sense for me to use it. But he has all these links to different new, uh, new programs, new websites, new uses for AI. It's really hmm. interesting, but I mean, there's always yeah. something new and it's just amazing how fast AI has become so normalized in our society, yeah. you know, yeah. before, I mean, we were using it, it was on our phone, the predictive text, you know, all that stuff, but we just didn't know it now. Right. Now it's got a name. Now we're actually calling <laughs> right. it AI because it's just grown so much. Right. And I, I do not think it's going to slow down, which again mm -hmm. is why I think at the end of the day, um, they're going to have to figure out a way, the, the courts and everything, to kind of just make their peace with the fact that AI has to learn on something. Right. And it may be trademarked stuff. But mm -hmm. again, that's how I learn. You right. know, that's how you learn. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. I'm yeah. beating that dead horse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think it's pretty safe to say that, in your opinion, I mean, apparel decorators, printers, whether you're selling any coffee mugs, whatever, should at least explore the opportunities it could have for their specific business. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, don't miss the bus, you know, yeah. you might as well learn about it. Um, it's, it's very similar. Like when the first iPhone came out, you know, yeah. it was like, man, this is really cool. This is, this is changing the game. And I think that's what AI is doing right now. It's changing the game. Now, mm -hmm. what it looks like in five years, I think is anybody's guess. Yeah. Um, but it's still going to be here. And, right. it's, and, <laughs> and so getting in right now is probably smart, at least starting to learn about it, mm -hmm. you know, because it can do things for your business today. And, can you imagine what it'll be able to do for your business in five years or yeah. 10 years? If you don't, if you wait to learn about it until then, it won't be able to help you as much, I guess, is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I mean, might as well embrace it, right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, with all the challenges that people are facing, labor and rising costs and things like that, yeah. I think you're wise to explore things that can automate your processes, cut down on time. Um, mm -hmm. Very cool. Well, Travis, thank you so much for um, opining on the topic. Um, <laughs> Like you, I'm interested to see where this topic goes in the next five years. Um, if any of you apparelist listeners out there have an opinion, let us know. Um, my email is cgreen at napco.com. I'll be sharing that in the show notes. Travis, uh, do, where can people find you? Any, any yeah. links or, or anything we should share? Obviously, you can uh, go to printondemandcast.com if you're interested in our podcast. Um, uh, you can email me, info at printondemandcast.com. Uh, that's probably the easiest way to, to get a hold of me. We do have a Facebook group. It's not huge, but it's fun. You know, yeah. we get people in there that are just starting out on their print on demand journey. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I know this audience is much wider than just print on demand, but 
occasionally, you know, we've, we've, believe it or not, we've had a screen printer on the print on demand cast. So, what? you know, we are not, uh, oh. you know, exclusive. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it just blew everybody's mind. I like, did, ah, I did. wow. <laughs> I love that. Hey guys, we can all work together. We can all play nicely. In the That's sandbox, right. Right. It all just works to better our businesses. Uh, well, awesome. Again, Travis, thank you so much. Looking forward to see what this industry brings. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you.